What up? Welcome in to another episode of the Not Your Normal Podcast, brought to you by iFilm Cinema, cinema for everyone. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for joining us today on a Tuesday. Aaron, what's going on? Oh, nothing. Pretty happy. Pretty happy? Yeah. Yeah? Why? My boy Connor. Okay, we'll skip straight to that. Yeah, why not? Okay, we'll put that at the top of the list. It's not a quick one, but because there's a little more into it. Uh, so we can cover it and then kill some time. So not last Saturday, Saturday before. So when you're listening to this, what was it, what was it the 18th? Yes. Yeah, yeah, the 18th. Conor McGregor, the Notorious, and uh, Cowboy Donald Cerrone, they had their uh, their bout at, uh, where were they at? Uh, Welter? Uh, 170, yeah, Walter Welter yeah. Welterweight. And um, how am I trying to explain this? Um, Conor made a statement. <laughs> So if you got one of the little sand, um, the little sand timers, yeah, yeah, and you turned it upside down, what are those called? I don't know. Hourglass, yeah, and the little hourglass. Hour but you can yeah. get them in a minute. Yeah. If you get a minute hour, a minute sand hourglass thing, and you flip it over, the fight ended before the sand yep. ran out. Yep. Forty seconds. Made a statement. I <laughs> made a statement. People yeah. said, I mean, um, he took on Cowboy Cerrone. Uh, who was who's the bigger man? Uh, Dana came out and said, you know, interviews before the day or well, before that on Friday. Whenever they did the so on Friday, they okay. So you know how they do the weigh-ins? Yes. Okay. So in reality, they weigh in that morning. Yeah. To make the actual weight, Connor. They both weighed in at one seventy, but realistically, Connor probably went into that fight at like one sixty-five. Cowboy probably went in at 180. Probably. 180, 175. Either way it goes, he was the bigger man. Yeah. Um, And uh, when the fight was announced that it was at 170, everyone said, you know, it's a bad idea. Connor's small. I was one of them. Yeah, everyone said it was a bad idea because Connor's a natural, like, 155-er. Yeah, 155, um, 160 he is walks his walk-around weight. Yeah, 170 is, like, 165, 170 is his walk-around weight. Then he cuts down to 155, and then by the time the fight is, he's back at like his 165. Yeah. So he feels comfortable with that weight. Well, he had to put on weight for this fight. He I mean, didn't have to cut it. He had to put it on. I don't think it's a bad thing. I know people think it is. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. Well, most of the time it is because, you know, more muscle you have, more lactic acid, you know, builds up in your muscles and stuff, slows you down. And, you know, the whole thing with Connor is that he, he didn't has, look slow. He has, like, cardio issues and stuff like that. But when you're finishing dudes in 40, 40 seconds, seconds yeah. you don't have to have a great cardio. Yeah, that was... The first seven minutes of a counter fight is the most dangerous seven minutes you can be in the ring with that man. Well... Because he just comes out. You saw how he came out. Yeah. Hard overhand right. This happened to me. I think if he would have landed that, that, that first punch, that fight would have been over in seven seconds. Well, you said that he... He... 20 strikes... So he threw twenty, yeah. He threw twenty, landed nineteen, and yep. the one he missed was that the very first, very one, yeah. first, yeah. I like that when he missed, Cowboy kind of got close, which is smart, I guess. That's how you beat. That's how you beat Connor. But then Connor gets him in the clinch, gets up underneath his arms, and then just starts Level giving change, that shoulder, shoulder. yeah. Which normally I haven't that's a seen move. that. Normally, it's a move that gets people. It's like a get off me move. No, he held him in there, and he held him because. So everyone said going in. It, I mean, it's, I agree with the statement 100%. Cowboy had many more tools and weapons to win the fight than Connor does. Yeah. The way Connor wins that win fights is his left hand. 
That's how he wins fights. He didn't need it. Uh, well, Cowboy has the most head kick knockouts of all time. He has the most wins in the UFC of all time. Most submission victories. Most finishes. He is a well-decorated, dangerous man all all around. So, he's the bigger man. I understand it's Connor. He wasn't the favorite. No one's really ever the favorite against Connor. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it could be. Could be one of a huge favorite. He he's will a, be this he time. Was a, he was a plus... Uh, I think he was only he was like a, a minus like ten the first time. No, I fought. think he'll be a favorite this time. I don't think Khabib will be a favorite this time. I think Connor is, it's especially if. Uh, I don't know. I think Connor will probably fight one more time before then. Um, I, I th- well, what I was going to say real fast was basically here's a recap of the fight. <laughs> yeah. Miss Connor with that right hand miss gets you in the clinch. Level change hits him with his shoulder four like four or five times hits him with an elbow then gets out of the clinch cowboy throws some punches doesn't doesn't connect on any of them he does, does he not he throws one head kick yeah doesn't connect yeah Connor puts his left hand up blocks it then Connor hits throws him with a head kick. throws a head kick left head kick hits him, hits him in the head wobbles him. wobbles him then beat down on the ground, ground, ground against yeah. the cage and herb or herb whatever herb, herb Dean just it, yeah. pulls him off and that's it he gave him I, people are gonna say oh he didn't he didn't give him time no he no, gave he, him time. He wasn't intelligently defending himself anymore. He was covering up. Yeah, no, once you... And even when he was covering up, Connor was still picking and choosing spots yeah. to land. Yeah, um, but after the fight, very classy of Connor. Go over there, talk to Cowboy. Thank Kiss him for the forehead. opportunity. Then went and talked to his grandma, who has been at every single one of Cowboy's fights. Every single one. So here's here's what I'll say is, Cowboy, you're saying, oh, very decorated, you know. The dude's been professional. 49 professional UFC fights. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. He's old. So he's not that old. He, he's not young. He's been around town. Like, he's only, a lot of he's damage on that body. Though. Yeah, but a lot of damage on that body. Yeah. Smart to, to not necessarily pick the old guy, but that's the fight you get is with the old guy. Yeah, I guess. I that's guess smart. So, yeah. That's smart. And I, if I was, first off, I'm going to throw football in real quick and we'll go back to the fight. I've been talking about like sports gambling a lot with people. Yeah, I should have bet both the uh, both the NFC and the AFC championship game because I would have went over on both lines. I'd have won a lot of money. Yeah, not I a sh- lot of money because I took the favorite, I but I'd have won money. I should have bet on the Connor fight. <laughs> if I was going to bet, I would have took Connor for sure. Yeah, not not a first round. The knockout. only the only thing <laughs> about the Connor. Connor, betting on the Connor fight was that he was such a heavy favorite. Yeah. He was a minus yeah. three hundred favorite. So you have to bet three hundred dollars to win a hundred dollars. Yeah, but. Where it was a difference at was, would he finish him in a minute and a half? That was the over. It was plus 6,000? Yes. Jesus. No one on planet Earth thought that he was going to So if you had bet $100, you would have won 60 grand? Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap. Man, I should have no, no one on Earth. I'm sure someone did. I don't think anyone bet on I it. bet somebody did. I think it would have been everywhere if someone <clears throat> did, on Bleacher Report or something if someone did it. I saw uh, Dan Blazarian. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. He put a he put a mill on Cowboy. <laughs> Dummy. He lost it in forty. Yeah. He's probably watching. He doesn't care. Oh no, he doesn't care. It's but Chad Ochocinco put a grand on Connor by TKO in the first round, hmm. so he won some money. Yeah, um, money he doesn't need. Yeah, um, oh Chad Johnson. I have an Ochocinco jersey. Really? You talk. Why are you gonna go put this on? <laughs> talk. Okay, so like we were saying, Connor. Uh, oh, one second. I'm going to commentate on what Kyler's doing. Oh. Kyler is in the process. He opened a drawer. Oh, he does have it on. Well, he's not on yet. He's uh, 
orange Bengals jersey, for those who don't know. Chad Johnson uh, changed his name to Chad Ochocinco for his number, 85, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. And um, Kyler's back. I have a plethora of jerseys. I got yeah. a, I got an Aaron Rodgers. I got a Mark Sanchez. Oh, gee, the butt fumble. <laughs> yeah, I got I got a Nick Stoskis. I got um, Bukus of jerseys. But, uh, yeah, Connor, 40 seconds, made a statement. He's fighting at 170, not his weight. Um, called out Kamaru Usman, who is the current welterweight champ. He called out um, – he said even – so when he did the call-out, he said any of these fools, even the dude in the suit at the desk, he was calling out who they call the Irish Dragon. He's uh, His name is Paul Felder. He fights at 55, so that's Connor's normal fight weight. Um, he's a dangerous man. Who's the uh, the Korean zombie? He's a China athlete. That's, that's kind of yucky. His real name – like he – I don't know what his real name is, but that's what they call him. Like that's his real name is the Korean zombie. Because he's near impossible to knock out. Yeah, he's yucky. Um, I don't know why I just thought of that. I just did. He's not near impossible. Also, actually, he got knocked out last year off the coolest thing I've ever seen. He threw a he threw an overhand right, and the dude ducked it. When he ducked it, he threw a back elbow up, and it caught him in the chin. Out. The Korean zombie got knocked out. Dang. Well, um, if you can break down the fight in one word, yucky. Yeah, but say mine's ew. Yeah. Ew. Um, <laughs> So me and uh, me and Kyler are hoping that um, so Dana White came out and said that the next fight is for Connor is going to be Habib. I think um, it's fine. I think it's I fine don't. because everyone in there was like, "How just how good is Connor?" No one knows. No one has ever seen him at his full potential. Habib's ever. a different animal. He is. Connor rocked Habib in the third round after he was tired. Imagine a, and you can see it in the in the in the training camp videos when he was training for Habib the first time, he wasn't focused. You can see it. This this, this would camp, be a different time around. This can't. He he looks he looked happy. He's happy to be back fighting. And I think in his words, he said he found a new reason to to fight, and it's because he it's what he is. He's a fighter. Yeah, he likes doing it. What is uh, what's Kobe saying that Kobe Kanye commercial? He says, "Are you a different animal? Can you, same uh, beast? Can you be a different animal?" But the same beast, Kanye. Yeah, yeah. The fuck does that mean, yeah. Kobe Bryant? That's what Khabib is. <laughs> yeah, he's he's. I'm same you know, animal with a different Khabib. beast. I do think the fight will be a different outcome if they rematch. Um, I don't know. I still, if I, okay. I'm a Conor fan. I still think Khabib wins, but not by submission, by points, uh, and it goes the full distance. Let me just say this, with. And this is it's been football mainly, but with betting, if I did put money, I need to start gambling on some games because I've been right now um, in the uh, in the championship games NFC and AFC. I'm two and zero in the divisional round. I'd be four and zero. Yeah, I got every single game right and the lines. Ooh. So I got six games right of the last six games. I got them all right. I would have bet Connor. I'd have got that right. Yeah. Um, if I was to bet the Khabib Connor fight, I would take Khabib. But I'll that's put just me. I would that's take. A smart I, bet. I, I, I would that's take, a smart bet. I would say Khabib. It's Khabib. Yeah, I would, I would, I would take, take Khabib. Khabib too. I wouldn't take him by submission though. I'd take him by. I take him by. I take him by points because I think the fight will be completely different. I'd take him by knockout or by I'm, TKO. Yeah, I take Khabib by knockout by technical knockout. Really? I would take it. Yeah, because it could be in the third round, late third round. He doesn't throw hands though. He's not a. Puncher. And it'd be a championship fight. And he doesn't throw hands, though. Yeah. So he'd be in the fifth round. I'd what, say the fourth, well, I fifth think, round. So what they were talking about, the reason they said Connor took this fight at 170, 
is because so Tony Ferguson and Habib are planned to, are scheduled to fight in April for the you know Habib's defending his title against Tony Ferguson. They've planned this fight five times. Well, this will be the fifth time. The first four times, one of the two has either gotten hurt, sick, or missed weight. I think Connor thinks that one of the two is going to miss miss weight, and he thinks or something's going to happen to Tony, so he didn't have to cut weight for this fight. Fight, train, and then cut weight again. He think I think that most people think that Connor thinks Tony's going to drop out. He can slide into that fight, especially. I think Connor knew that he was going to put Donald away early. Connor didn't get hit with anything. No, he didn't get hit he at all. He came out of that fight completely healthy, as if he was training in a gym. He gets hit more in the gym. He gets yeah, he gets hit more in the gym. So, and I think they uh, Connor said you know he'll be able to slide into that April spot and he'll be able to cut weight and still be healthy to slide into that April fight. Yeah, which I think that's be, a short notice kind of. It's though. a short notice thing. But that's bad. Her that's bad for Habib at that point. We'll see. You train for Tony, who's wild and does you know he's a wrestler more of a more of a striker. You and train you for get that, Connor. and then you get. The most dangerous man in the UFC for the first seven minutes of a fight. I agree with that. He's so dangerous. <laughs> I agree. Um, so, yeah. But they think the Habib fight is going to take place in uh, either London, which I mean, that'd be cool. Yeah. It's a big Manchester Arena. is huge. Yeah. Um, I think Manchester Arena, if they fought there, that would be the biggest UFC fight of all time. Like most, most ticket sales inside. Vegas. Obviously, it's the home of fighting. It's I mean, yeah, or MGM Grand, yeah. yeah, MGM or where they fought at just now, T-Mobile Arena, yeah, or AT and T Stadium in Dallas, Texas. Jerry Jones is home. Jerry Jones and Connor are friends. Dana White and Jerry Jones. are I friends. I hope that happens because we will go. Yeah, we have to. Got to. Not your normal trip. I'll keep my bandana in my pocket. Why? You gotta support it. I'll support it. You get killed. I don't I mean I have a feeling I might. Well, depend. You know what? I'll keep it. And depending on where we're at in the stands, if we're surrounded by a bunch of people holding a holding a, a Moscow or a Russia flag, might not work it out. But if we're up there with a bunch of people and you know Irish flags and stuff, put it on. I'll let it fly. <laughs> I'll let it fly. Well, that's our uh, that's our UFC hour. Congrats, Connor. That was a good fight. Very interesting. Um, I want to stay in sports. All right. So we've, like I said, we I've said this every time we've talked about it. We've talked about it multiple times. Um, the Momentum Swing podcast, when it existed, uh, they talked about it. Um, but there's more that came out, and I want to touch on it real short, not going to maybe maybe five minutes if that long. It's the Houston Astros. So the uh, if you haven't heard, I don't, you're under a rock. Uh, the Houston Astros. 2017 World Series run, got caught cheating, got caught stealing signs, um, then carried that into the uh, 2018 season. So, Carlos Carlos Beltran, the uh, Mets manager, played for the Astros at the time. He got fired for this whole ordeal. And then a Red Sox employee, I don't know if he was a manager or if he was what he was, a coach, something like that, he also got fired because he was involved with the Astros as well during that time. They fire the Astros fire their general manager they fire their manager they got fined five million dollars and they lost first and second round picks for I don't know how many years well then more comes out that they were hitting trash cans in the dugout to tell you what the pitch was going to be okay whatever then it became uh became common knowledge out to the public that 
certain players were wearing buzzers, like devices, under their jerseys. Oh. That, like, vibrates and tells you. Like Jose Altuve. Yes. Yes. But here, okay, so um, it tells you what the pitch is going to be, which you're in the major leagues. You know what the pitch is going to be. That's not a competitive advantage. That's ridiculously cheating. Yeah. Because there's such a, like, okay, a guy throws a fastball that's 96 miles an hour. But then his changeup's 88. It's eight miles an hour. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a lot. That is a huge huge difference. 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 Or I'm throwing a slider, which is 90 miles an hour, or I'm throwing my fastball that moves up at 97 miles an hour. Have you ever been up to bat and seen a a, a 99 fastball? ridiculous. I can't see it. There's a thing at uh, Six Flags. They used to have a thing. It's like a pitcher. Yeah. We pitch at different speeds. Yeah. I've seen a 90. Well, on that, it's accurate most of the time. I was up to bat at practice. No, I'm saying they used to have a thing where it would like let you see what that pitch looked like. Oh no! And it was I, like 95 was the highest you could get. It was so. Fast. I witnessed it in real life. It's fast. I was isn't at it? I was at bat against Kyle Crick. You can't see it, can you? No. And then uh, it was the worst year of baseball in my life. It was the one year that Kyle and uh, Kyle didn't play on our team. Played for a different team. Yeah, got killed. Oh no! We actually won the game. Kyle was their best player, and that was the only player they had. Oh. Get up to bat. Kyle's throwing a, a 96 <laughs> at 16, Jeez. 17 years old. Get out of here. Well, so what I'm getting at here was that um, the Astros are using um, a buzzer is what was thought. Well, the reason that that came to be a, a theory was because there was a, one Twitter page, one Twitter handler that said – Nobody reported it that said about three or four day, three or four days before it happened that the Mets are going to hire Carlos Beltran as their manager. No one else reported it. It happened. Then about a, two or three days before he got fired, it reported this, this – uh, I can't talk. This Twitter account um, said that Carlos Beltran was going to be fired. He was. Then this Twitter account said Houston Astros players were wearing buzzing uh, – Electronical devices that buzzered or that buzzed on their jerseys. So they, of course, doing the investigation that said it wasn't true. But then you go and look back at video. So how come during the season, 2017 season, I'm not sure who they who they played. Jose Altuve hits a walk off home run, mm-hmm. rounds third base, jumps on the plate. Houston Astros rip his jersey off. So now he's shirtless. They rip his jersey off. It's in the middle of the season. Who cares, right? Then you're playing the Yankees. It was either the Yankees or it was in the World Series. I can't remember. Jose Altuve hits a walk-off home run. Yeah. Rounds third. This is the video. You can find it. Rounds third base. They're at the home home plate waiting for him. He does this with his finger and motions no. Then steps on the plate. They're all over him. Goes to the locker room, changes shirts, and comes back to celebrate with his team on the field. Yeah. So you're going to rip my shirt off during the season – when it really it's just a normal game, but then in a huge playoff moment, probably one of the biggest playoff moments of my life, a walk off. Yeah, I tell you no, and I go to the locker room. You know what his excuse was when they asked him after? What? His wife didn't like when it happened during the season that he got his shirt ripped off. That was his reasoning. That's terrible. My reasoning is you got a device underneath you yeah. that people would see that you were obviously cheating. Of course. Yeah, what's, yeah, what's yeah, this yeah. device hanging off his body? But. Of course, MLB investigation went into it, said it wasn't true. I think it's true. Me as well. But once again, comes back to now what I was saying 
a couple episodes ago, probably a month ago, they're now reporting it now is everybody, Stephen A. Smith, all these reporters, should they vacate the title? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they're not being hard enough on the cheaters. No. My dad made a good point. He said, if I was the commissioner of baseball, I'd take the whole roster. The whole roster. Anybody that was on the roster, even if you got cut, sorry. Wrong place, wrong time, sorry. Anyone that took an at-bat during that season, you suspended a year. All of them. All of them. Every single one Bring of them. Bring up only double-A and triple-A I'm players. saying pitchers. My dad was like, pitchers in, in, in the World Series, your pitchers have to hit because you play, at, you play a couple games at home, your American League team, your pitchers, don't pit, or your pitchers don't hit. Then you play the National League. You play at the National League Stadium. Well, now your pitchers have to hit. Yeah. Everybody. You took a single at bat during, the, during that season or the World Series, you're suspended a year. Everybody. Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, Carlos Carrera, Justin Verlander, everybody. But if you were lucky, like if Verlander didn't hit during the World Series and didn't hit certain, you know, during the year, which it was possible, yeah, then he's not suspended. But everybody else, you're suspended. If you took an at-bat that year, you're suspended for a year. It's a little harsh, but Major League Baseball is doing very little to punish oh, yeah. anybody. And I hate hearing like Max Kellerman, this is good for baseball because you're talking about baseball. Cheating is not good for any sport. No, no, not at all. You're messing up the integrity of the game. Now when you have real baseball fans, like hardcore baseball fans that watch the games, now they're thinking something's going on behind the scenes. There's cheating. You're losing those viewers. Yeah. And you got the average baseball fan that watches a little bit but not much. Well, now your league's cheating. Why would I want to? Yeah. It just, it's not, I don't think, I think it's horrible for baseball. I think the league needs to come down harder on the Astros and strip that World Series. That's what I would do. Yeah, Houston. <laughs> I just don't, uh I, I just can't believe that that happened. I can. I can't believe it's like with with certain conspiracies we've talked about. I can't believe that it it happens and no one says anything. That's what blows my mind is that there's so many people in that organization. Just like with government conspiracies and just like so with like the uh, with the moon landing we were talking about. Yeah, there's so many people involved. If it was faked, somebody has to talk. Just like with the Astros, somebody has, and it's, uh, I'm, I'm guessing that's how it got out. I'm not sure, but somebody has to talk. Somebody has to tell the wrong person or slip up and say something about it. Yeah, I just don't know how you keep that quiet. That's why whenever stuff like that comes out, I usually believe it to be true because where there's smoke, there's fire, and you know, people don't just make up allegations like that, especially a Twitter page that's been right. Yeah. And reported things before they actually happened, before anyone else reported them or even thought about it. That's all I got to say about that, though, is I think it's – I wouldn't doubt if they had stuff under their jerseys. Oh, telling no, them not pitches, at all. What pitches were coming, where they're located, stuff like that. But Even if they didn't, they still cheated. Like, yeah, you still didn't. cheated. But have you seen that dumb Kroger ad? <laughs> no. Every – I swear to God. So I'll, I'll go home tonight. Go home, do some stuff at the house. Um, go to YouTube, go to some video, and it'll be a stupid ass Kroger ad. Like it's. <sighs> I have no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Here's why it's annoying. Like there's okay, there's a there's a. I don't even know Kroger had ads anywhere. There's a there's an ad for Kroger, and the reason it's annoying is because the volume change is so loud. Like you'll be have your TV at like twenty or something. Kind of loud, not really. Then this Kroger ad comes on and like destroys your speakers. It's so 
I'm about to. I don't know if this. Is I don't even know Kroger had commercials. Okay, that's not the commercial. It's oh god, I just went to Google support. For those who don't know what Kroger is, it's like a. Um, it's like a Walmart. Mm, I wouldn't give it that much credit. Uh, <laughs> Kroger's like a. Mm, what's a what's a shop that's everywhere? Albertsons. Yeah, it's like an Albertsons. It's exactly like an Albertsons. It's like an Albertsons, yeah. I'm trying to find this. Ad. I'm about to just click random videos until I get it because it'll come up. It's just, it's annoying. Like, I cannot stand it. I have it. no idea what you're talking about. Thank God. Oh, don't worry. You'll see it. Now I'm getting every ad budded. I'm getting sports clips and. Oh, my God. It's, it's the most. I, I can't explain how annoying it is. I can't stand it. I hate it. I hate it. I'm sorry. I just wanted to talk about it real quick. I can't stand it. Now I'm never going to get it. It's all right. I'm clicking on all these videos, and it's never going to come I don't want to see it. <laughs> Chicago voter to Obama. Don't touch my girlfriend. Okay. That's a recommended video for me. I don't know why. Oh, I've seen that video. Yeah. Is it funny? Yeah. It's a uh, dude and his girlfriend. They go in to vote, and uh, they're going to vote for something, and Obama's there, and... Uh, you know, they freak out. and like, oh, Obama's here, Obama's here. And, like, you know, he daps him up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And his girlfriend walks over for a hug, and the dude is walking over to the booth to go vote. And he goes, hey, man, you cool. Don't touch my girl. Don't take her from me. <laughs> I want to find that ad. It's just annoying. I saw, I sat down there, was in the living room waiting for you to show up to yeah. record. I click on a YouTube video and that stupid ad comes up. I've never seen this ad before. Like, I'm going to go home now and it's going to be the only thing I see, hmm. which is going to upset me. It's just like a Kroger, like it's a, it's some like animated, like weird looking, like blow up lady, like the huge blow up things that'd be out in front of a store or something. Anthony Hawthorne said, get me on the premiere for next season. For? I guess AOC. Oh, Monkey Town? I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I talked to him about that a while back. But... It's like this weird, it's like, it's not even, no words are said. It's just this super loud music. And your volume can be at two, and it'll bust your speakers. It's so loud. Like, I don't know, I'm not sure what their marketing ploy is. Is it like, oh, we'll make our commercial so loud that everyone hears it? Or is it, we'll piss everybody off so they don't come shop here anymore? Oh. It's annoying. That's all I was, that's, that, that was a topic I want to talk about, was how annoying Kroger their new ad is it makes me not want to go to Kroger's have you ever have, has, that, has that ever happened to you um, like there's an advertisement and you're like yeah I'm never going there again nope well, watch the Kroger ad you'll never go back oh I went and saw a movie last night what Bad Boys for Life was it good eh eh <laughs> I don't I was um, never I was <sighs> wasn't Jared talking about it I think so yeah See, I've seen Bad Boys. I've seen Bad Boys Bad 1 Boys and 2. Bad Boys 2. They're okay. Like, I'm not, like, crazy about it. Yeah, no, I'm not uh, a fanatic. They're okay. They're all right. They're all right. Number three was okay. Um, I thought it was going to be an end-all type thing. Was it not? No, it's... Uh, they're in the, already in the works for number four. But number three was... I. So, I'm not crazy about any of them. Like, either one, two, or three. But three was the best one. If that not, makes any sense. I'm not a huge Martin Lawrence fan. He was actually, I'm neither am I, but he was actually very funny in this. So was Will Smith. Did Martin Lawrence play the voice of the bear in Open Season? Yes. <laughs> yes, he does. I don't know how I remember that. Wait, who plays the voice of uh, the raccoon? Is it Bruce Willis? Yeah. I don't know why I know that. <laughs> I don't know why you know that either. <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah, saw that last night. Me and Peyton went and saw it. Um, I still haven't seen Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems is fantastic. Yeah, I see bad it. Boys for Life isn't bad. I mean, it's um, it's better than the other two. But I simply credit that to um, technology now. Yeah, but see, it's so long to make it, and it's so much farther in the future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, so there's a YouTube channel called Yes Theory. I think I've mentioned to you, mentioned it to you before. So I think was it two years ago, maybe at the end of 2017 or 2018. Yeah, 2018. Yes Theory. They did a thing where they challenged Will Smith to like this online thing or whatever and Will Smith accepted it but he said it was it was like a YouTube type thing and he they you know he accepted the challenge they went to Budapest uh, cuz that's where Will Smith was filming uh, Gemini Man at the time yeah and which was not a good movie was it no awful I haven't seen um it. and uh, so for Will Smith's 50th birthday for Will Smith's 50th birthday they went to the Grand Canyon and they helicopter oh, yeah, bungeed yeah. Yeah, into that. the Grand Canyon. Well, one of the members of Yes Theory has uh, he came he moved to L.A. originally to be an actor and acting stuff. Well, they hit up Will Smith because they knew he was filming Bad Boys. They were like, "Hey, do you think you can get Thomas in a scene of of Bad Boys as an extra?" And he was like, "Yeah, for sure, I got you." He made the he made the movie. How? <laughs> He's uh he plays a waiter at uh at the party scene in Bad Boys for Life. See him walk right, walk right by. He's right there serving people drinks and stuff. And I was like, "That's pretty cool." That is cool. That's pretty cool. Went from a YouTube challenge to being in a Bad Boys movie, yeah, an iconic cool. series. That's pretty cool. Um, overall, I give it a six, though. A six? Yeah. And that's just because. Know. So uh, I'm not really into those movies. They're so, okay. Here's They're my good. thing with movies, Peyton. Always, he always is quick to be like, we got a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, it depends on the movie. So, Bad Boys fans, of course they're going to like it. Yeah. Because they've been around for the other two. They're invested in it. Yeah. So, it's really hard to... So, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a the tomato meter, which is professional critics. Yeah. Then it has the audience score. Well, of course, the audience score on a Bad Boys movie is going to be extremely high. Because, you know, they've been around for it. They they're going to go see it regardless, and they're going to give it good reviews regardless, no matter what, no matter how terrible it is. But like a one-off movie, like I don't know what's a one-off, like uh, Uncut Gems, for example, audience score wasn't that high because of the ending. Yeah. But the Tomato Meter had it extremely high because they recognize it for what it is—an artistic movie. Same with Joker; audience score wasn't that high professional score was very high very high yeah so you, it's uh, so there were people in there like oh, that movie was fantastic it was the best best thing ever you know I've uh, never rated a movie what do you mean I've never scored a movie I have like on Rotten Tomatoes or anything like that I've never done that uh, like I've never given a rating for a movie when I was in school uh, when I was in film school that was our homework was to go to the movie theater. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. I had to spend move. I had to spend money to do homework. That's not bad though. You get to and watch I, a movie for homework. Yeah, yeah it's, take a notepad and paper and a pen in, and I had to write down like a consensus of it and a review of it, and give it a score. Yeah, that was my homework what when movie? I was in film school. Um, it depended on what was out and also what we were covering at the time. So I specifically remember uh, in October. It was uh, it's 
horror fest. So yeah, uh, forgot what movie it came out. I think it was Insidious Chapter Three. Oh god, that came out and uh, that was it's like the old lady hold yes. the whole movie. That one's okay. Uh, so that had came out. Um, I think um, I'm trying to remember what came out. There was a section where we did, had to do superhero movies, and of course Marvel. Uh, I think the first Avengers was out at the time. Had to go see that one. Yeah. So yeah, that was my homework when I was in film school, which was, I mean, it was pretty cool. That's cool. I get weird looks money. when you walk in with a piece of paper and a pen. I'm like, what are you doing? It's like uh, it's homework. Reviewing a movie. Yeah. <laughs> just homework, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just doing some homework. Um, speaking of, you're talking about movies that were about to come out and stuff. You know what's about to come out? What? I film cinema's website. You're right. Ad time. Boom. I'm good. Ad time? Yeah. Ad time. Okay. Sweet. All right. So if you like coffee, like me, myself, and I, Kyler likes the coffee. His girlfriend, Brittany, likes the she coffee. Loves coffee. I know a bunch of people that like coffee. Our age group really likes coffee. Yeah. Um, younger people like coffee because they go to school. Old people like it. coffee? Old people love coffee. When they go to bed at... 10 o'clock, uh, when they go to bed at 5 o'clock in the afternoon after eating their tapioca pudding and they wake up for some reason at 3 a.m., that's the first thing they get is a black <laughs> cup of joe. Ew. <laughs> um, go to uh, <laughs> go to our friends our friends at uh, fruitofthebeancoffee.com. Uh, they have multiple varieties of coffee. Kenyan, Costa Rica, Breakfast Blend, Blonde, all of it. Anything you can think of, they got it. They also got merch. They got clothing. They got all of it. Um, also, if you buy from their website, they take 10% of it and they donate it to orphans and people that are affected by human trafficking, which is awesome. Yeah. And also, cool. unlike Starbucks, who I used to work for, you don't go in there and just buy a bag of coffee. These people, when you buy the coffee, that's when it's roasted and then it's shipped directly to you. So not only are you getting it extremely fresh, but also your money's going to a good cause. Uh, their coffee is also a million times cheaper than probably everywhere else you'll get a bag of coffee. Yeah. So when you go to the website and you want a, a shirt or a bag of coffee uh, and you check out and it says discount code, use our discount code, NYNP for Not Your Normal Podcast, you get 25% off your first purchase. It's amazing. Fruitofthebeancoffee.com. Check them out. It's a good deal. Also, be sure to go check out our friend Jared Bowman's podcast which is now on Apple Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud, just nice. like us. Uh, Life is Good with JB. Uh, their second episode came out, I think they come out on Mondays. Yeah, second episode. Yeah, yeah. So episodes every Monday on all podcast uh, platforms. So check out Life is Good with JB everywhere. Shout out Jared Bowman and Ben. Bang. Um, you know what's really weird? Talking about old, like, old people going to bed early and getting up late. I mean, going to bed early and getting up early. My grandma, my grandma and grandpa live in Bells. They have been retired for almost 20 years. Yeah. I can go over there at 7 o'clock every morning, every Monday through Sunday, every single day. My grandma's up at 7 o'clock. That's so weird. Um, like, I don't, every day between 2 and 3 o'clock, she takes an hour nap. Every day. Schedule. That's so weird. I don't know. That's um, awful. So, like, I don't, my great-grandparents... Mm-hmm. This was when I was like 13. Uh, my great-grandparents um, on my mom's side, um, they ran an RV park in Fredericksburg, Texas. 
and they let me come visit them for a week. And so they had like one of those luxury RVs yeah, type thing. Really nice. Yeah. Also, there was a golf course out there. That's where I sort of first learned how to golf. They also had a professional sized shuffleboard thing, like where you. This sounds awesome. Where you do the thing. This is an RV park? Yeah. Sounds like a resort. Yeah, it was sick. <laughs> they had two pools. It was awesome. Um, and across the street, there was a, a burrito place that made like breakfast burritos and stuff every morning. I, it was, first of all, my first night there was the creepiest thing I've ever experienced in my life because I would sleep on like the, the pull-out bed slash couch thing. Yeah. And one morning, I just happened to wake up at like 4 a.m. It's pitch black dark. And I look over, and I just see the shimmering light of the moon reflecting off of something moving. And I was like, what the fuck was that? It was my great-grandpa, Bill, sitting there in the dark in a black robe with the hood on, (laughs) drinking coffee. And He He already woke up. Yeah, he'd already been up. (laughs) He'd already been up. And I was like, what are you doing? And he goes... So I'll start my mornings. You can go back to sleep. I'll be quiet. So I and I went. In the dark. I drink. <laughs> Old people are crazy. He looked like Emperor Paladin. Paladin. <laughs> He's just sitting there in the dark, pitch black darkness. The only thing, the only reason I saw it, is because the reflection of the moon hit his mug. He said, "Come to the dark side, young Padawan." And I coffee. was. I woke up and I saw it move, and I jumped up and I was like, "Hello." And he goes, "It's you, just you didn't me." Do that, did you? What? Hello. Yes. That's so stupid. Yes. There's, a serial, there's a serial killer in there. Hello? Just me. I'm going to murder you. Yeah. Nobody's going to answer went, you. Hello? He goes, it's just me, Aaron. I went, what are you doing up? He goes, so I start my mornings. You can go back to sleep. I'll be quiet. And I was like, all right. So I laid back down. You go back to sleep. He's staring at you. I, w- I, w- I laid back down and I closed my eyes. But like, well, you know, you barely close your eyes. Yeah, you can still, still see. see. He didn't move a muscle. He sat there. And like every maybe like two minutes or so, he'd take a drink, and then he finished it. He got up, put the thing in the put the uh, put the the mug in the sink, walked outside. It was so strange. And then I would wake up. He'd give me ten bucks. I'd walk across the street, get me a breakfast burrito. Then I'd go and hang out with uh, all the other kids that were there visiting their grandparents and stuff. Their grandparents. I still talk to him to one of them this day. Really, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was very strange. <laughs> I, I just don't get the like. I know one of our ads is a coffee sponsorship or coffee, but I never wake up in the morning and go, you know what? I want a good cup of coffee ever. My ever so my morning routine goes. It really depends on if I have any coffee in the house, but most of the time it's. Get up at 5.30, take a shower, check the Not Your Normal podcast uh, email. I'll check all three of the emails. Mm -hmm. Then I'll, uh, if I have coffee, I'll make coffee. If I don't, then I just have like a Gatorade or something and uh, make breakfast. And then my day starts. Every day except for Sundays. See, my days are like awful. Yours are awful. How? Oh, I'll wake up at like. Whenever Brittany's getting ready to go to school, like this isn't the awful part. The awful part's like I don't eat. I'll wake up at like 7, like 6.45, 7, help her get the kids ready. They'll leave. And then I'll either like go lay back down for an hour but never really go back to sleep or I'll get water. Like I'll get like a, a bottle of water, but I never, like hardly ever eat breakfast. Yeah. And then I don't eat till like 1, so I'm Yo, starving. On Saturday when I went and did that video job, that's what's awful is I'm starving all day. 
uh, when I went and did that video job, I woke up and because I, I was out until 2 a.m. that night. So I woke up late and then I knew I had to wash clothes because it was a professional business thing. So I had to wear like nicer clothes. So I had to wash them and dry them and then make sure that they were like presentable. Yeah. So I was up until I got home at two, stayed up until about five doing clothes and stuff. Woke up, got ready, drove straight to, it was in the colony, uh, did the video job forever, it felt like. Um, and I didn't eat until later on that night, and I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Well, I woke up this morning and got ready for work and went to work. I didn't eat until I got off work, like 5 o'clock, 5 p.m. And the last time I ate last night was at like 8 so I went almost, what, almost 24 hours. It's like, what, 20, that's 21 hours without yeah. food? That's ridiculous. Oh, also, when I was Sorry. doing that video job, so on break, uh, whenever they took a, their lunch break, which was an hour and a half, um, I went to Frisco Mall, bought a pair of shoes, and I met this kid, 18-year-old. I had the iPhone Cinema's hoodie on. And I was like, hey, man, I just need a pair of all-white uh, low Air Force Ones in the 13. He goes, all right, cool. I got you. Went and got the box. He was walking back. And he goes, he saw the hoodie. And he goes, do you make videos and stuff? And I was like, yes, I do. And he goes, oh, me too. I'm a, I'm a videographer. And I was like, oh, sweet, cool. And he asked me what iPhone Cinemas was. And I was like, I told him about you and Nick and the podcast and all that stuff. And uh, he's from Allen. And I was like, yeah, no, we're starting a so we started a, a film production company type thing and we have two podcasts that we make and we host and produce ourselves and we have sponsors and we make videos and all sorts of stuff. I'm actually on a break right now from a video job and he said he would love to, to work with us. So I brought on a new kid. His name is uh, Anish. Okay. Cool okay. guy. Cool guy. So shout out Anish. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I can't say his last name. Um, but shout out Anish. Welcome to the iFilm Cinemas crew. Welcome. I'll have to meet him. He's cool Left guy. as a guest. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he said he would love to. I talked to him about That'd it. Be cool. He's a cool guy. Lives in Allen? Yeah. It's huh. not yeah. too far. No, it's not. He's a cool kid. Um, so, shout out Anish. Shout out. Um, let's get back on topic. On topics. <laughs> um, I haven't heard any of it. I heard like the one song that you showed me. Eminem dropped an album. He did. Um, Music to be <laughs> murdered by yep music to be murdered by yeah. the name of the album jesus christ yeah <laughs> so have you, have you listened to it i'm gonna listen to it in the car on the way home i listen to most of the songs so far yeah godzilla's gross that's the one it you is. showed me godzilla's gross unaccommodating is gross um i think it's what's p- the album even about music to be murdered by yeah like him murdering other rappers like mm-hmm. a huge like who he brings up mgk um nick cannon uh <laughs> Does he bring up Nick Cannon? I think it's on a later song in the album. I'll have to find it. Um, yeah, he just talks about the industry again, like he did a year and a half ago with Kamikaze. I like Kamikaze. I like Kamikaze. It was a good album, yeah. It was very good. I like Lucky You. People just need to quit pissing him off. Yeah, it's not the guy to mess with. It's not. It's really not. Don't mess with the what? Okay. Don't mess. In a, in a predominantly, this is about to make me sound super like racist, in a predomin- predominantly black uh, business, the white dude that slips through the cracks. Don't mess with him. Yeah, 
Mess with another dude. Don't mess with a white guy. Yeah. Um, I think the game. <laughs> That's like. The rapper The Game said it himself in an interview years ago. Whenever him and 50 Cent were like beefing a little bit. And they were like going back and forth. Because 50 Cent's really good friends with Eminem. Yeah. And they asked him. They are like, why haven't you went after Eminem? And he goes, you know what? There's a lot of people that I'll go after. And, you know, me and 50 Cent have our thing. But I know one thing. Not to mess with the white boy. It's and like the lady was like, why? He'll kill you. And he goes, because he, is a, he will lyrically murder anyone. Does no one remember the song by Eminem? What song? It's called Kill You. Oh, yeah. The song goes, you don't want to fuck with Shady because Shady will fucking kill you. Yeah. But that's like in hockey. Mostly white and European sport. Don't mess with the black dude. Yeah. He's there for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> He's a beast. True. Don't mess with the black guy there. That's don't true. mess with the white dude in hip hop. No. Uh, you can probably mess with Macklemore. Yeah. I wear your granddad's yeah, clothes. Yeah, you can mess with Macklemore. He's, <laughs> He's not going to kill you lyrically. I do. Uh, he, I kind of like the uh, in, um, oh, what is it? I think it's Can't Hold Us. The little flow. Just looking for a better way to get about a better instead of getting on the internet. Yeah, that. I like that. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I have a question for you. What? I talked about this with somebody the other day. It's on sports, sort of. Who are you, who's your favorite basketball player of all time? Dirk. You've seen Dirk play live? Yeah, a couple times. Okay. Who's your favorite baseball player of all time? Michael Young. Seen him play live? A bunch. Okay. Who's your favorite football player of all time? I'm about to get crap for this. Who? Tony Romo. Seen him Just because he was my quarterback. I've seen him play once live. I've okay. been in one Cowboy game. Who's your favorite golfer of all time? Rory. Okay. Haven't seen him, right? No. Who's your favorite soccer player? Oh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay. See what you understand what I'm getting at? Um, no. I, well, okay. <laughs> I don't. You've seen all the, you, like, most of your favorite athletes play? I've seen a couple of them. Who's yeah. your favorite MMA fighter of all time? <sighs> Mirko Krokop. <laughs> he's nasty. <laughs> yeah, but he's retired. Exactly. Favorite boxer? I'm going to say Larry Holmes. That's a boring one. I don't know. Most people just say Muhammad Ali. Like yeah. Someone you could never watch. I'm not really a huge boxing guy. Yeah, see, me neither. I um, guess. Yeah. But I, I have, I have like, you know, people you like and stuff. Oh, Sugar Ray. Okay. That's it. Sugar Ray. Yeah, Sugar nasty. Ray. Nasty. nasty. See, some, some people are just lucky enough that they happen to be at events where their favorite players play yeah. or favorite athletes perform. Yeah. Like the other day, you, you seen Dirk and you got to see LeBron. Yeah, LeBron's my favorite, my second favorite athlete of all exactly. time. And I got to Kobe see Bryant's my favorite basketball player of all time. I didn't get to see him perform live. Yeah. Lionel Messi's my favorite soccer player of all You'll time. You'll never get to see him. The only the only chance we have of me seeing him is in, what is it, six years now? World Cup. At the World Cup that happens in North America. How old is he? 32, 33. If he's still even around. Yeah, if he's and still he'll be around, a shell yeah. of himself, probably. And my second will be Neymar, so he's very young. Yeah, so he'll be there. He'll be he'll fine. Be, he'll be fine. Um, so that's still a possibility. Favorite MMA fighter of all time? Connor. Connor McGregor. Yeah, I like Connor. Might have a chance to see him this year. That'd be Favorite cool. golfer is Tiger. I think he's going to play at the Wells Fargo tournament this summer in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Got to go. So really, there's only three sports players. My favorite baseball player of all time is Derek Jeter. Didn't get to see him play live. You're gross. I would have loved that. You're gross. Why? Derek Jeter sucks. Derek Jeter, the captain? I hate Derek Jeter. Derek Why? Jeter, he's a pretentious prick. Nah. He's a womanizer. He's garbage. Maybe. Uh, the captain. The captain. El Capitan. Yeah. 
So Alex Rodriguez was the captain. I was talking to somebody the other day about uh, not being able to see a majority of my favorite sports players play. Yeah. Um, and this year I have two good chances of seeing two of them either at perform at a high level. Connor and Tiger. Connor and Tiger, yeah. Which uh, I would love to to see either of those. How disappointed are you going to be if Khabib knocks out Connor and then Tiger doesn't even make the cut? <laughs> So that'd be so awesome. <laughs> Wells Fargo tournaments isn't that isn't that expensive? Mainly because so like in baseball, like especially basketball, um, you're sitting in an air conditioned building uh, with limited you know amount of seats, so they can charge you a little bit more. Yeah. At a golf tournament, there's no seating. No. You're walking. Yeah. So you're they can't standing. really charge you that much money to do it. So. I'd like to see Tiger play. I'd probably go on like a Friday. Tiger makes Friday. Cuts. You're gonna walk 18 holes. No, well, it depends on who's the uh, who's in the who's in the the tournament. Like uh, Jordan Spieth's always at the Wells Fargo tournament. That's his hometown tournament. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Tiger might be there this year. Rory might be there this year. Dustin Johnson plays in it. Uh, so does Jason Day. Coke so I wouldn't walk all eighteen holes just you know with Tiger. I'm on. Depending on the grouping, like if he's in a group with Rory and like Jordan, I'm walking all eighteen holes. Yeah, with I would them. too. But if it's like you know Tiger's on hole one, and then the next tee off group is Dustin Johnson and like Jason Day, then I'll like I'll back and forth like I'll you know I'll walk to hole five with Tiger and Rory, and then sit and wait and watch you know the next six holes with Dustin and, and Jason. If Connor loses to Habib in Dallas, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. It's more of a more of an I atmosphere go, thing. Yeah, more of an atmosphere thing. I mean, because I mean, they said they said it in the promo leading up to the fight. When Connor fights, it's like every time Connor fights, it's a once in a lifetime experience. Yeah, every single, because he's such a global superstar. Well, I got to see. I got also to see, comes out to the notorious BIG, yeah, is, which is cool. awesome. <laughs> I got to see Dirk a couple times. I got to see him in 2011 when they it was actually when they won the championship, but it was 2010. It was during the year 2010, near the end of the year, um, and he was very good. I don't remember what his stat line was, but he was very very good. Then I got to see him near the end of his career in like it was like 2016, 2017, maybe 2016 ish, and um, I got to see him hit a dagger. Like, watch the play. I have the video on my phone. Watch the play develop from Monte Ellis. It's pick and pop. Dirk hit the big shot. And then I got to see LeBron. He was amazing against Dallas. Yeah. He was so efficient against Dallas. So that was cool to see. And then I, did, I like Tony Romo because I'm Dallas Cowboy yeah. fan. And that was during my youth. That was my quarterback. See, guy, I've, quarterback, I've so. never been a huge fan and of And he was very efficient, see, too. I've seen Tony Romo play. I've seen Keyshawn Johnson play. Yeah, I want to see Keyshawn. That'd be cool. But. Um. But as far as like football players go, probably my favorite football player of all time is probably Bo Jackson. No, I'm trying to think of someone more relevant, more relevant that I'll, that I have a chance or had the chance to see that I didn't. Probably. Hmm, it's a good question. Here's what we're gonna do. Probably real quick. Aaron Rodgers. Ew. I'd like to see Aaron Rodgers I play. Hate Aaron Rodgers. Tom here's Brady, of course. Here's what we're going to do real fast, and we'll hit our other couple topics. Where are we at time-wise? Oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, don't want to do that. Okay. Um, so, NFL. My nails are long. NFL, NBA, baseball, MMA, 
and uh, golf. Okay. Five sports. One player, one athlete from all those sports, anytime you can see them at their, at their absolute peak. Who would it be? Golf Tiger, of course. Tiger. Most dominant. I would go Tiger yeah. as well. Like early 2000s Tiger? Yeah. Oh, my. That'd be okay. Ew, okay. gross. MMA. Um, MMA, Anderson Silva at his peak. Anderson Silva. Mine would be... Mainly because he was like he, you know, brought that whole... Uh, ooh, I don't know. Leota Machida, too, the karate kid. Mine's Leota weird. Machida. Who? Like early, uh, like mid twenty ish, maybe a little twenty six, twenty seven, about twenty six. Rampage Jackson. Rampage, yeah. That's okay. what I like to see. Is Rampage. Um, baseball. Of any any time, all time, any Ooh. player in their prom at their peak. At their peak, King Griffey Jr. Mm. King Griffey Jr. for me. I'm going to go Nolan Ryan. That's a good one, too. Watch Very Nolan Ryan throw a no-hitter. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Nolan Ryan. Or I'd go, like, I'd go way, way back, and I'd go, like, Hank Aaron or, like, um, Jackie Robinson or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, Jackie, yeah. Jackie would be cool. Would be cool. Um, NBA. This is the one that everybody everybody would say the same thing. Michael Jordan. No. Mine's easy. Mine's still Kobe. Kobe? Yeah. The doctor. Mine's 2006, 2007 Kobe. You know, Averaging 35, 81-point yeah. game. Kobe, that's 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 who I'd want to see. Mine would be Julius Irving. That's a good one, yeah. Either Julius Irving or Irving Magic Johnson. That's a good one, too. In, in their prom, one of those two. That's a good one, too. NFL. Here's where mine, you'll be like, oh, that's a good one. Uh, Dion for me. Oh, okay. That's what I was going to say is Dion. Dion Sanders for me. <laughs> I was going to say Dion or Walter Payton. Walter Payton. Or yeah. Barry or Barry Sanders. Dion, Dion's mine. One of the two Sanders. Dion or Barry. Yeah. yeah that'd be mine, Dion's too. mine. <laughs> um, Mac Miller, his album. His album came out. We on got the way same. off topic. His, yeah. his album came out the same night Eminem's album came out. Which it's very good. I, 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 I don't, okay, not, I'm not gonna say it. It's not very good. It's very. It's very good from like a, a closing standpoint because you know he died. Yeah, and it's you can. It's weird because you sort of get that that feeling from that album. Like if you listen to the first five songs, you're like, this is like a. An ending album, like I haven't listened to Mac Miller in a long time, like high school. Yeah, Mac Miller to me, and I'm just my opinion. It's wrong. Mac Miller is a stoner rapper to me. Kind of like White Wiz Khalifa is what I've always got. Is I rap about weed, I talk about weed, I smoke See, weed, yeah. I love weed. I'm a weed. His rapper. changed. Uh, in s- I just I don't listen to him. Ever. His I think his last album was called Swimming Pool. I think. And because uh, I thought the same thing, it changed completely. Isn't that name one of Kid Cudi's albums? Probably. Hold up, drank. That's headshot. Drank. It's a song by Kendrick. Doesn't Kid Cudi have a? I don't. I don't. Think I don't so. know. I'm, just, I'm mixing stuff up. Kid Cudi doesn't have a button put out a lot of music. Um, but not that good. Um, his first album with Day and Night on it. Was yeah, very good. Day and Night. Um, oh, he's in swimming pools, isn't he? Kid Cudi. Mm-mm. You sure? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Keep talking. We'll look this I'm up. positive. Yeah. Um, I was a huge Kendrick Lamar fan from uh, his, his first album, uh, Mad Kid, whatever, uh, Bad Kid, Mad City. It was a very good album. Then he made To Pimp a Butterfly, and I wasn't a huge fan of that because I was the whole black activist type 
album. I wasn't a huge fan of that. Damn was all right. Uh, Day and night plus swimming pools with Kendrick. Oh, yeah, there's a mix of it. Oh, yeah. That's what I've heard. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Mac, Mac Miller's album came out. Haven't heard it. Not going to listen to it, probably. It's, it's all right. It has a couple good songs. Um, it's more of a... I'm just on a Mac Miller. I'm a huge Mac Miller fan. Neither neither was I. I like the song Donald Trump. It's a good song. Um, I think that... I don't know. Trump. I have mixed feelings about Mac Miller. I'm not like I'm just not a huge Mac Miller fan. I never have been. That's not my type of music. Have I ever told you about my brother? This is super random. No. So you know my brother? Yes, I know your brother. White like mayonnaise. Slow yes. as molasses. Can't move. He listens to, which you like your own music, that's fine. Um, he listens to like, he liked Bowling for Soup forever, if you know who that is. No. Oh, they're okay. I actually like Bowling for Soup. They're okay. He liked Bowling for Soup. He got into Weird Al big time. Like, he loved Weird Al Yankovic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird Al's funny. Um, a little bit of country. Uh, he likes George Strait. A little bit of, uh, he liked Green Day when they were real popular. Yeah. Um, more about he one, listens to twenty one guns. Oh, he liked him way before that. He liked like American Idiot before that. He's more of like alternative rock. Okay. Yeah. But he also because of me and because he's a white kid, he knows of Eminem. Okay. And he likes Eminem. Randomly, I don't remember what we were listening to in the car, but he's like, I don't like this, and I was like, Why? I just don't. I don't like rap. And I was like, Yeah, you do. You like Eminem? He goes, Yeah, I only like two rappers. I was like, okay. He goes, yeah, I like Eminem and I like Wiz Khalifa. Okay. <laughs> Is that not weird? It's Wiz very Khalifa. It's a very strange thing to, to bring up. But I like okay. Eminem and Wiz Khalifa. It's, a, it's an odd that's, that's a very weird, like, you only like two rappers. One's Eminem. You think it'd be like, oh, I also like Macklemore. Or I also like, I don't I, I don't, don't like Wiz Khalifa. I don't either. But I mean, he's not. I don't like him. Actually, he's not good at all. He made like three songs that I've liked, which was obviously like, his huge hit, Black and Yellow. I don't like that song. I don't like it anymore. But when it was out, it was popular, so I liked it. Um, I, I like Lil Wayne's song, Green and Yellow. Talking about the Packers. The Packers, yeah. Green and Yellow, Green and Yellow. <laughs> That's a good one. <clears throat> um, yeah, I just thought it was weird. Oh, like so Eminem and Wiz Khalifa. Like, really? This episode comes Wiz out Khalifa? on what day? Twenty seventh. The twenty seventh. Oh, I just marked out a topic we haven't talked about. The 27th. Do you know what happens on uh, the end of this week as this episode comes out? No. You're going to hate me. The website. No. Well, that too, yeah. <laughs> what? Jake Paul. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ew. His fight. Yeah, I hope he gets knocked out. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, but all right. <laughs> Next topic. Shout out Jake. Hope you win. Thank you, Jake. So I was on uh, Reddit walking in here. Okay. And I s- went to the bathroom and I walked back in and I said this and you're like, okay. Um, where is it? I just lost it. Dang it. Hold on. I got to look this up. Oh, about Joe Biden. Joe Biden. <laughs> what do you think about Joe Biden? Um, he's a goofball. I'll say that he's a goofball. I like that the first I'm about to get crapped on people that like Joe Biden. The first thing that comes up on Reddit is why does nobody care that Joe Biden is a pedophile slash creep? Um there was a thing that said that Joe Biden um hold on, I'm about to look it up. Joe Biden game gaming developers. 
the topic's called Joe Biden versus game game developers. Here it is. Joe Biden Joe Biden calls game developers and then here's his quote, little creeps who make titles that teach you how to kill. Hey. What are you looking at? I heard you. Okay. I was thinking. Joe Biden calls game developers little creeps who make titles that teach you how to kill. What do you think? Uh, incorrect, but uh, I'm not. It's not that surprising from a uh, from a uh, Joe Biden. I just I'm trying to I'm about to pull up the politicians rarely have anything good to say about video games and former U.S. Vice President Joe Biden is particularly unimpressed by the industry calling developers he met at the White House creeps and arrogant who make games that teach people how to kill um this has nothing to do with that did you see Jalen Hurts uh, helmet for the senior bowl Mm-mm. he's getting to uh, he's getting a custom helmet that he gets to wear to uh in honor of his time at Alabama and OU. So one side is his number two from Alabama, and then the other side says OU on it. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, well, my whole point of this was, like, a lot of politicians like to blame video games for mass shootings, and Joe Biden's been one of the ones that have talked about it. Yeah. Do you think that's true? No. I, I don't, because mass shootings and um, terroristic plots and stuff like that happened before video games were prominent. Yeah. Video games weren't even, like, they were, but video games weren't that prominent, like, huge, huge. They were, like, NES and, like, Nintendo 64 and stuff, but they weren't that big during, like, 9-11 or before that, like, in the 90s I agree. and 80s. Like, what's, who are you blaming for those attacks? If it's not gamer, like, really? You think gamers are the people that are shooting up schools and shooting? No. No. No, it's people who are angry. It's people who have mental disorders. It's people who have illnesses that have been untreated and have access to weapons. Yeah. That's the government's fault. Do a better job of of um, governing who has weapons and, and having laws and having um, strict, what am I trying to say, guidelines of who can obtain weapons and who can. Yeah. And if, like, it just, I don't know. Like, you're, you're trying to find an out, and it's... You want to say it's gamers, which I understand violence in video games could make somebody violent. Mm. But it's also kind of a place to release your anger, if that makes sense. That's not a healthy way to say it, like a healthy way. I know to, what you mean, though. Yeah, but, like, you I, – I mean, I've done this. I didn't like one of my coaches, and I went and my blitz the league made my, my coach, the other team's quarterback, where you can, like, <laughs> severely injure oh, him. Oh, Jesus. And then, yeah. Okay. I mean, if whatever I'm making works. myself sound like a psychopath. Whatever works for you, <laughs> No, man. but I'm saying, like, video games don't make you violent. I agree. I, I, I don't agree think they, don't. they do. No. I'm sure there's some science behind it that says that they do. No. But. It's made up science. I disagree with Joe Biden. And first off, you don't need to be calling anybody a little creep. You're the one that's got pedophile, like, yeah. cases against you and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's true. Uh-uh. That's true. Very no, true. Joe. <laughs> no, 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 Joe. No, sir. No, I, th- I, just, I read that. I thought that was funny. I walked in and I said, Joe Biden's an idiot. I think all politicians are pretty much idiots. Yeah. You remind me of Elizabeth Warren, though. Okay. Anyway, what else we got, sir? Last topic. We'll wrap it up. Okay. Going back to sports. All righty. Um, Chiefs versus 49ers in Miami, Super Bowl 54. That they're, as of right now, there's not a line for like, gambling, but there yeah. will be a line. Who are you taking and why? 
You'll be surprised uh, by mine. Maybe. Yeah, I said about everything. I'm taking the Chiefs. Okay. Taking the Chiefs. Why? I think that... Oh, boy. Uh, I think it really comes down to... I think it comes down to Patrick Mahomes and Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think Jimmy G's fantastic. He threw eight passes in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, I think he only had to. I think think he's fantastic. Um, But even though Patrick is a very young quarterback... Very good quarterback. Very good quarterback. Um, I think there's a, a thing to be said about when the lights are their brightest and performing. And Patrick Mahomes so far has proven to be a quarterback that can that can perform under those uh that those bright lights moments. Sort of like uh compared to Connor and Cowboy. Uh it everyone always has the questions, you know, cuz no one really knows how good Connor is because he brings so much attention that uh, I'm trying to no matter, so you can have Connor fight anybody. That is the biggest fight of their life. Yeah, he, yeah. He brings so much attention. The lights are the brightest when you're fighting Connor. Yeah, and so far he's only been beat four times. So far, no one can really top that. That those eyes being on them. Yeah, but Connor seems to thrive in that position. Sort of think the same thing will happen. Uh, what for the, the clutch gene. Yeah, yeah, the clutch gene, yeah. I see Patrick Mahomes and the the Chiefs taking that. I think it's a very good game. I think it's a very close game. Who do you got? So you think it's the quarterbacks? I don't wouldn't necessarily know, say I, it. Yeah, but, but what, what you were saying. I'm was, saying like, like uh quarterback is the leader of the team. Somewhat. So in somewhat yes, in somewhat. Uh I think that you know, you you follow your leader. So when you see him perform at a high level under the brightest stage would you say the Super Bowl's the brightest stage? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. What else? <laughs> I'm just saying, Super Bowl yeah. ratings have dropped. Uh, um, Super Bowl ratings are always great. They're always great. The NBA's they, dropped. NBA has dropped, yeah. <laughs> I think when you see your, your commander-in-chief, I'm going to end it there, yeah. commander-in-chief, Patrick Mahomes Joe shining. Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Shining under those bright lights, I think that his team will follow suit and Here, perform at a high level with him. Here's what I will say. Um, first off, I'm smirking, like smiling at you while you're saying all that. I couldn't disagree more. That's why I said it might surprise you. And I'm about to sound like a huge, like, football dork. Okay. And, like, the guy from the 1960s that talks about football. Yeah. Football starts from the inside. I agree. Then it goes out. Everybody talks about how Odell Beckham Jr. is so awesome and why, oh, he had a bad year against the, with the Browns. No, he didn't have a bad year with the Browns. Browns can't block anybody. You agree? Browns can't block anybody. Yeah. Can't block. Football starts with, in my opinion, if I'm starting a team right now, okay? Yeah. Well, you have an open draft. All, I'm, a, I'm the 33rd team in the NFL. They add me to the NFL. I have my own team, the Durham Whatever. A line's open for uh, San Francisco and Kansas City. What's the line? So we got the spread. Uh, let's see here. The Kansas City Chiefs are a... Oh, here we go. The alternate... Uh, it should be like a half point. Like a three and a half point. It's or, not even a half. That's a little bit over a half point. Um, it, it, it'd be like three and a half points or four and a half points or... It's very, it's very little. It's what very is little. it? 
So one and a half points. Yeah. As of right now, that will change. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The it's a minus 5,000 favorite for the 49ers by plus 27 and a half points. What's the line? San Francisco one and a half? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd go over. Smart. I mean, it'll it'll obviously. I mean, the game's not gonna be a one point game. It'll watch it be a one point game. It'll <laughs> it'll it'll move. It'll probably be if if they already have San Francisco as the favorite. It'll uh, it'll probably move up to three and a half. San Francisco. Yeah, I would still go over. I think San Francisco wins by six seven points, maybe more. Um, football and a lot of sports, but mainly football. You start on the ball. And then you move outward, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, the great San Francisco teams of the 80s and 90s, the great Dallas Cowboy teams of the 90s, we can get your quarterback. We can protect ours. When the Giants won the Super Bowl against the Patriots twice, you know, yeah, we can get to your quarterback. Michael Strahan, um, Justin Tuck, UC Asamore, they had a bunch of linebackers. They were great. We can get to your quarterback – they all said, I think three Pro Bowlers on the line in 2008 or whatever it was, not whatever year they won. We protect our quarterback, we can get to yours. San Francisco protects Jimmy Garoppolo, doesn't get hit. He's usually playing with a lead, usually playing with a lead so he doesn't have to throw the ball. We can run the football, and we block so well that we can successfully run the football, and you know it's coming. And DeForest Buckner on their defensive line, and all the rest of the dudes they have on their defensive line, as well as the linebackers, and Richard Sherman, their secondary. Yeah, they basically it's very very simple in football. Is if I'm starting a team, I protect my quarterback, I get yours. Everything else takes care of itself. Yep. You build your team from the inside out. Don't draft a bunch of wide receivers. Don't go sign Odell Beckham Jr. if you can't protect your quarterback to get him the ball. Yeah. And don't draft the or don't don't go sign the star safety if their quarterback standing there for eight, nine seconds because you can't get to him. Yeah. And he has all day to dissect, uh, to dissect the defense. Basically what I'm saying is I'm, take, I'm taking San Francisco because they protect Jimmy Garoppolo and they will be all over Patrick Mahomes. They get after the quarterbacks. They yeah, got they all over Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They got all over they, – they played the Seahawks, didn't they? No, they didn't. No, they did not. Uh, the, the Packers played the Seahawks. Um, when they did play the Seahawks, the Seahawks, won, I think they split, didn't mm-hmm. they? Both times were all over. I watched one of those games where the Seahawks won. All over Russell Wilson. Make it, made him look very pedestrian. So they get after your quarterback. They protect their quarterback. They can run block extremely well. Run the Control the clock. Control the ball. Run the clock down. I'm taking San Francisco. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. Really? Not like... All now, right, so. When I say low, I'm not saying like four or 17 to 10. I'm saying like which was a score of a Super Bowl not too long. 10 years ago. Um... 27 to 20. That's what, So you're taking the 49ers, 27, 27 to 20. 20. Yeah. I'm taking the Chiefs, 35 to 28. Okay. So no field goals. No field goals. Okay. I just know that the last couple Super Bowls we've had, besides the one with the Patriots where yeah. they beat the whatever, the Rams, a really low-scoring game, that with the Eagles, that was ridiculous. Yeah. And then – the uh, even farther back than that, the Ravens, San Francisco, that was kind of a high scoring game. Um, I think both of these offenses can be dominant, but I think that the 49ers are going to play extremely good defense, shut down Kansas City in the first half, then have a lead, run the football, run the clock like they did against Tennessee, or okay. not against Tennessee, against uh, 
against Green Bay. They jumped out early. 49ers. Yeah, Jumped yeah. out early on Green Bay, then run the football, and Moster had 200-and-something yards and four rushing touchdowns okay. because they just ran the football. So right. I'm taking San Francisco because they get your quarterback. All right. I like it. That's who I'm taking. You're taking the Chiefs? Yeah, I'm taking the All Chiefs. Right. Loser has to uh, – I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. No, we'll do it right now. What does loser has to do? I don't know. Loser has to jump in my pool. All right, all right, I like that. Loser has to jump Deal? in my pool. Yep. Shake. Fully clothed? Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, I don't want to do it fully clothed. Fully clothed. No. no Not sh- wearing shoes? Not shoes. No shoes. But clothes-wise, yes. First of all, the pool's freezing. I know. That's the point. You no ready shoes. to jump into the pool? No shoes. Are you ready to jump in the oh, pool? Oh, absolutely. The minute that clock says zero, you don't get to watch any celebrations. You got to go jump in the pool. All right. Deal? Hands up. All right, I'm taking Shaking. San Francisco. I'm taking the Chiefs. All right. Woo! Jimmy G. <laughs> They're going to get blown out. Had a, had <laughs> Kansas good... City wins 59 to 6. <laughs> Blows the 40. If that happened, it was like a second quarter. They're down like 42 to 6. I would just jump in the pool yeah. then. Well, I have a good, come back. I have a good record on, on sports betting this year so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. So. You bet with the wrong guy. We'll see. I'm just saying, every GM, it seems like, well, not every GM, smart GMs, successful teams, the Bears, the Bears defense, they'll get your quarterback. Uh, the Giants, whenever Bill Parcells is their coach, you have Lawrence Taylor and other guys getting your quarterback. We make it hell for your quarterback. When Dallas won 13 games, DeMarcus Ware, uh, Marcus Spears, all those guys, they got your quarterback. They got all over your quarterback. It's uncomfortable from the start. We'll see. I think the 49ers make it extremely uncomfortable for Patrick Mahomes. Watch the game be like 0-0 zero, zero for first three quarters. Game, the final score is 3-0. Yeah. The city kicks a game winner. That'd be awful. That'd be aw- I think it'd be a good Super Bowl, but people would not like yeah. it. Oh, well. Kyler, but where can they find you? You can find your boy on Snapchat at KylerDurham21. Uh, you can also support the show by going to uh, patreon.com slash notyournormal. And uh, we have three tiers. we got the average tier, which is $5. We have the spooky tier in honor of the Academy of Conspiracy, which season two is coming out soon. Be ready for that. And we have the normal tier, which is $7. Don't be an average spooky person. Be normal. And you are not giving money to nothing. You're giving money so that we can get these out on YouTube, get better equipment, as well as get merchandise so that y'all can support the show with memorabilia and show off of the Not Your Normal merch. Aaron, where can they find you as well as both the podcast, iFilm Cinema, and everything else on social media? Alright, well you can find me personally on Snapchat and uh, on Snapchat at AaronCross15, Instagram at iPhoneMarin, Twitter at iPhoneMarin15. You can go to the Instagram page for iFilm Cinema and Twitter page at iFilm Cinemas. Uh, you can go to our podcast page, the Not Your Normal Podcast on Instagram and Not Your Normal P2 on Twitter. Like Kyler said, Academy of Conspiracy coming back on February 12th, Season 2. You can find that on Instagram at Academy of Conspiracy. You can find that on uh, Twitter at Academy of Conspiracy as well. We also have a YouTube page on Academy of Conspiracy. Uh, episode 50 of the Not Your Normal podcast will be out on YouTube as well, uh, starting up the YouTube page. And on February 1st, you can go to iFilmCinemaProductions.com to check out everything. I have all the links a little bit about me, Kyler, and Nick, and what we're doing. So be sure to check all those out. And uh, I think that's it. That's it? I think so. All right. Well, I'm going to head over to Kroger, get some grocery groceries. I will uh, see all y'all in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Go 49ers. <laughs>